Welcome to the Journey to Seven podcast. Journey to Seven is a podcast that brings you along the twists and turns of life. Are we ever completely there, done, or finished? Well, on this podcast, we journey through it all together. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, 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 y'all. Today's guest that I have for you guys and the first one to ever come to the show is Miss Nadia Lawrence, but I call her auntie. We may not be blood, but I'm definitely thankful God allowed us to cross paths here on this earth. Um, Nadia loves the kids. She's a youth and development um, college career coach. She assists the um, youth for college readiness and career development, as well um, as being and demonstrating her leadership qualities. She provides mentoring to minority students, and in her free time, she loves spending time with her beautiful daughter, Ife, trying new foods, traveling, and hanging out with her family and friends. I met Nadia through a mutual friend um, while I was in college back at home in New Jersey and would have never thought that we would be as close as we are. Um, She's definitely been a light and a vessel in my life, and I figured why not share her wisdom and guidance on my platform. So without further ado... Um, Auntie Nadia, welcome to Journey to Seven Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very happy that you invited me on. No problem, no problem. So let me just give y'all, the listeners, some tea because this is the first time I'm recording, um, you know, a guest virtually. So I'm hoping that the audio, we're going to speak that to existence, that it works and everything. But if it's a little choppy or a little something, something, you know, it's all about progression and getting to where we needed to go. So she's, she's like my tester right now too. (laughs) So um, that's what we're doing. Um, So um, auntie, do you want, do you have anything you would like to add or anything before we get started? I know we briefly talked um, about what we'll be talking about today, but is there anything that you want to tell the kids that are listening? Um, I think that your generation is very innovative. I have not ever listened to a podcast, less known been uh, a part of one or experienced it. So you always learn something new each day. Um, and I thank young people like yourself, Ray, for um, making a lot of different moments a learning and teachable experience. So I think that age is just a number and that a lot of you, especially Ray, like yourself and those you associate yourself with are brilliant and have much room for success and growth. So that's what I have to say to the youth. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, We're definitely one of a kind, I would say. (laughs) So um, uh, we, we, we definitely are different and I, and I hope and, I, and I'm excited to see the future of, you know, even the kids that I have, um, you know, what's actually, what is life going to look like? Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, you're not, let's not even, we're not going to throw ages here, but you're not even that old yourself. So no, I'm um, 42, I do feel like a dinosaur, how, however, with this pandemic and all of this technology, technology, um, I'm literally trying to escape to like go to Jamaica and just eat mangoes off of a tree. So you guys are totally awesome with being able to adapt and or I guess learning how to cope with such things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. I would agree. 
Um, okay, so today we'll be talking about handling your business and getting your foundation right. One thing that um, Nadia always, ooh, excuse me guys, one thing Nadia always tells me is get your house in order. And I think now more than ever, um, if your foundation is not right, um, you don't have the right people, you know, you're not right working for the right companies, your relationships aren't in order, I, I do believe things will crumble um, because we really found out like within the past few months that like if you lost your job, you know, you didn't have the savings where it was or, you know, you you were in a relationship or are in a relationship that wasn't strong. Is it is it going to push through these trying times, you know? Um, so Nadi, you know, you, you're definitely a preacher in your own right with saying getting your house in order. And what is your thoughts, tips um, that you would like to share with the audience and how can we better make our, get our houses in order and what, you know, I guess, strategies can we take so we can leap on opportunities, you know, when they come? Because like, I mean, me and you know about the opportunities that we had, but there was another opportunity that my friend had. Um, she's from Cameroon and um, her mom's a wonderful chef. Her mom cooked for me. Amazing. Um, and she pretty much has an opportunity. It, it would be like in real estate trying to buy like a property and building on it. And I couldn't take advantage of it. You know, I'm being totally transparent. You guys know how I do. Because what the liquid capital she needed at the time, I didn't have it. So what would you say um, to, you know, young adults, even people that are older that just don't have it in order? Like what steps can we take and how can we get there? Okay, so um, I am going to refer spiritually first um, to the Bible, Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding in Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, through wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So that's the subject matter spiritually, getting your house in order. Mm -hmm. um, knowledge is definitely key. If you are not willing or don't have the capacity to learn and to learn more than the own, your own four corners of your, your house or your environment, then... I'm not sure where you go because if you're not learning, if you're not learning and even expanding on the things that you do know, then you're kind of stuck. Yeah. So knowledge is key. Learning is key. Now, would you, I have a quick question. Would you consider unlearning? Cause I, you know, not as I, you know, I moved out from New Jersey, so I'm no longer in, in you know, back home. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think unlearning so many things that we were taught is just as important as learning. Would you, would you agree with that? Because some things aren't really always what we thought it was or what we were told when we were younger. Well, I wouldn't say unlearn because you should use everything as a reference. So your past is a reference. You don't want to repeat your past, but you use it as a reference to not make those same errors or to move forward learning new things so i mean you may have habits that are not good to keep um i i don't know if i would say unlearn them i would just say that you use them as reference not to repeat it and learn a better way or a different perspective because there's you know several different ways to do everything that is very true 
So you would just, you know, um, expand on what you already know and just gain. It's all about gain. It's not really about losing anything. You gain it because, you know, what other choice do you have? Your parents teach you what they know, um, you know, to whatever level they know it. And, you know, parents are not perfect. They're still learning or God willing, they're still willing to learn because some adults get in, you know, set into their own way and they're not willing to learn. But as long as you're willing to learn, you can really do um, a lot of different things. So house in order literally means your inner spirit, your outer self, your household, your finances, any and everything that has to do with you building success or reaching your goals or um, you know, meeting your desires and those type of things. And if you're not in order first, then, you know, you shouldn't reach out to try to help other people. I believe that misery should not like companies. So when you are not yet prepared, you shouldn't go preaching and judging to others. Um, and really getting your mental state, your spiritual and mental state in order, even your physical, including your emotional, your financial will come, your social will come. But it's really about learning and not being um, arrogant in your ignorance um, so that you can do well. And everybody's not a fit for every opportunity, but mm-hmm. you find those that match that you'll excel in. Um, so we're using an example of liquid capital to buy land. I do believe that real estate and property is wealth. I don't believe that, uh, owning frivolous things or, you know, having 15,000 cars and, uh, you have to have a Mercedes Benz instead of a, I don't know, what's a lesser car? Um, Toyota? Toyota or you know whatever I don't believe that that's where the focus should be because you have to be in a position um, similar to what we're in now that we're living in a country that does not have a lot of natural resources so mm-hmm. you know stuff is hitting the ceiling or the, what is it what do they say whatever is hitting the fan yeah oh yeah I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go outside and eat an apple from a tree because our our land right now seems a little bit barren mm-hmm. and that's very unfortunate and that's what i mean by getting your house in order how many people have five hundred dollars at home for emergency and i mean five hundred dollars is right not really emergency money mm-hmm. but who has that sitting around who so, you think that a lot of people don't even have that Oh, yes, we have to read. I like to read. Auntie watches um, the news. I still read newspapers, whether online or physical. You have to stay in the know. And that's that right there is one thing that people don't do. They don't stay in the know because of whatever fear or, you know, maybe no one ever showed them the ropes. But when you know better, you do better. So you have to stay in the know. So right now, 75% of Americans don't even have $400 as backup emergency money. Um, The government cannot take care of you. You should not get used to unemployment or social service or welfare. You cannot get used to those things because the government can shut down, like literally shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, And time is repeating itself. Unfortunately, we didn't learn before this. We've, you know, the Great Depression, many different things have happened right here in America. 
where the banks were closed. They were shut down and we can use something recent, uh, Hurricane Sandy, when all the power went out, people couldn't get money from the ATMs. What are you doing for the backup, for the just in case, for the rainy day? My well, elders. How does one prepare for things when we don't know, like, do we stick to our, our our older grandparents and things having money under the mattress when you know my generation we're about make we, we want to make that interest we want to start these businesses so like how do you balance all of that you understand what i'm trying to say like keeping money that in the house that won't make interest and stuff is could be just as dangerous as not putting it in a interest-bearing account or using it to um you know um, join something that could make you more money or whatever. Just make your money work for you. Right. So there's pros and cons to everything. I believe that if it wasn't broken, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, a lot of our families gained wealth because our grandparents did keep money under the bed because they didn't keep it in the banks because, the, you know, the whole history of the banks. The banks are boats off of the back of slaves. Um, the banks really don't give interest and bear a whole lot for the average everyday man. There's always some form of corruption. There's always some pro and con to everything. So I don't say don't put money in the bank. You can put some money in the bank. You can um, dabble with stocks if you need to. It depends on what kind of investor you are, whether that be moderate or aggressive. You can um, do a traditional susu, you can do an economic cooperative. There's many different ways, and I don't feel that you should put all your eggs in one basket. So you can put a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, but then you can use the old-fashioned way. Put put some in the house. You should always have cash on hand, though. Oh yeah, my mom, my mom told me that yeah. she 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 showed me where the stash box is actually. So, <laughs> so you should um, always have some cash on hand. You don't have to have your whole life savings on hand, but you should have some because, again, something just as simple. When te this technology crashes because it's not foolproof, just like human beings are not perfect, and we're the ones who, you know, um, what is this? We build this software. We, you know, build all these things. So when it crashes, what do you then do? Yeah. Or like right now, the pandemic that we're in, what happens when the companies are laying people off, furloughing them? Um when the banks are crashing, when large con conglomerates don't have the money and you're going belly up, you have to have cash on hand. Well, let me tell you something. After we get off of this interview, I'm running to the bank to put some cash in my hand and I'm going to put it in the house because I, I think that it's definitely, once again, it goes back to our generation. We're so plastic. Like I am afraid to sometimes have cash in my hand. Like, it's like another feeling. It doesn't, it feels like, oh man, like I, I feel like I spend money way wiser when I have cash in hand. And then like, I would be upset if I was to lose it when it's in my hand. So like with the card, it's like, you kind of have that warranty. Like if you lose it, the bank will take care of it, you know, whatever the case may be. So like, I definitely am not a cash like on hand type of person but I know the importance and I was definitely raised to have cash on hand. I'll make a, I'll make an even better example. Bank of America, what was this? Three weeks, maybe now, maybe even a month ago. Um, whatever happened with technology, zeroed out thousands of bank accounts. 
Really? Yes. Mm. You can Google it, look it up on the news report. They zeroed out people's accounts. Mm. So what if somebody was in an emergency on that day, whether the car broke down, they needed extra grocery, I don't know, anything, the kids needed lunch, whatever it was, whatever their emergency could have been, and your account now says zero, and you're using a plastic card, what's your backup? What are you going to do? I guess I need to insert quote, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's get it. Always be ready. Yeah, you're right. Dang. It's like you And that's just the backup. And it's not, you know, when you put cash on hand, like I leave um twenty dollars in a glove compartment for whichever yeah, reason. Mm -hmm. That's just a backup. You leave at least a hundred dollars in your wallet. That's just a backup. And it could be something as simple as you're going out to eat with your friends. It's not always, I mean, gratuity can be included and it goes on a cart, but those mm -hmm. um wait waiters and waitresses you know, their pay is very low, so they depend on their tips. Isn't it better for them to get cash? Because then they have to wait for the merchant. They have to wait for this whole process. So even for simple things like leaving a tip. Yeah. It's just for the just-in-case. And again, it doesn't mean that you need to have $100,000 in your house, but you need to have, you know, whatever, money enough to catch a flight out of here if you have to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know, and even when you talk about like groceries, just stocking up, um, people are laughing at me. They were like, oh, well, this one has never been out of Cora Swipes. This one is never out of this. She's never out of that. I've always shopped in bulk. In the Caribbean, we shop wholesale anyway. So you buy everything in threes. Mm -hmm. My grandfather, even here growing, you know, with him on the farm in Arkansas with big families, they always had, they bought that extra can for just in case. Everything was for the just in case. So if generations before always prepared for the just in case, like what's good with our generations? We don't prepare for anything because we think that like, you know, we're in, you know, we're, we're I don't know. We're in a little bit, I guess. Um, you know, we think that it's always going to be okay. And it's not. And so a lot of this generation, they don't have, they don't know what survival is about. Mm. You know, if, if, if the cell phone is dead, they have no clue what to do. <laughs> if you can't, get, they have no idea what to do. They don't even know how to talk to each other. You're texting and in the same room. And then people want to know why, you know, certain relationships don't work. There's no loyalty. There's no, because if you're always communicating through a machine, then what that's not gonna happen if this if this pandemic really puts us on lockdown you got to be able to know how to talk to people deal with people there's no respect there's no regard there's no integrity there's a lot of things that i think um need to happen and it's unfortunate because with this pandemic we've lost a lot of our elders yeah. um and so some of those survival tips know your generation doesn't know um but all is not always lost you know you talk to those who are still here mm -hmm. um and you make it work sometimes you just have to learn as you go yeah definitely um you kind of made me laugh a little bit when you were saying buying in bulk because i you know i try to do that um and i'm going to give you a perfect example from this past weekend I brought a whole bunch of oatmeals, maybe like the instant pack ones. So I think I brought like maybe four of them. 
Mm -hmm. And I was extremely upset because I I wasn't taught to throw away food. And that's just not that. I know people that go to bed hungry. And guess Mm -hmm. what? Two out of four of the boxes were expired. So I think I'm trying to buy in bulk. And then I realized that maybe I'll save more money with just portioning and rationing out my my, um, food budget. And just buying like more whole foods and just eating that for the week and then going to the store again. But it it bothers me because then sometimes I'm in the house and I just want something to eat. And it's like, it's nothing there really because I'm always like, so I'm like trying to find that balance. But I, I, I just, I had to throw out food this week and I was really upset about that. So that's key. Whenever I buy, so I'm not a a huge and that's that's my whole dinosaur process so I don't buy a lot of instant anything so if I buy oatmeal normally the regular oatmeal just the like that big tub lasts a year Mm, okay I got that too (laughs) yeah so then what you do is you can ration that out into your Ziploc or into other whatever glass containers however you're going to eat it or whatever you can ration it out like that but you know that it has a year um and it is very important to watch the expiration date. Mm. Some things have an extra three months or six months shelf life. Really? Yes. And then other things don't. What about eggs? <laughs> Me and my room, I had some eggs that they went bad like the day before. I was like, hey, Rumi, you want this? And she looked at me like, girl, you're crazy. I didn't need it. I just threw it out. <laughs> but I so like, I'm very weird about that because I've, I'm a pharmacy technician, so I've worked in the labs. So certain things, especially dairy, I just wouldn't. Mm. Like if, yeah. So like eggs and stuff, I don't play with that. But growing up in the country and growing up in the Caribbean, you can lead, you can, your eggs would, would last. It, I don't know what's the difference but between putting them in the fridge and, you know, we got all this GMO, non-GMO stuff. So it's very difficult to tell here. <laughs> Unless, again, like you're on your own farm, you have your own land, and you know what you're doing with it. So I think that that's something that I would suggest a lot of people to start to look into is agriculture. And at least, you know, you guys have everything at the, you know, press of a button. So I would start looking things like that up, you know, uh, how do you grow this or how do you grow that? Even if people just grow a cactus plant or uh, aloe vera plant or onions or peppers or something, even if it's potted in your house. And you think that when, um, because some of, I would say majority of the audiences in, you know, cities like, you know, New York, New Jersey, the DC area, um, you you think that we could start doing those small steps to agriculture, um, growing things in these cities, or is that more of a down south thing where there's more? Land? No, I think that in inside the home you can do small things like peppers, um, like I said, a cactus plant, a aloe vera plant. Um, just to start to play with the soil to you know start teaching yourself mm-hmm. um and start getting used to the fact that we're probably gonna end up going back to rural times because there's a lot going very very wrong with this whole pandemic mm-hmm. um talking to people who 
you know, or like maybe looking up some of these farmers and stuff like that and talking to them about the best things to do that you can grow inside the house. And I mean, you guys really do have Google and you learn everything from YouTube. It would be nice to, you know, find mentors or people who are actually, you know, doing it, maybe a group get together and go to some of these farms because we're probably going to have another shutdown and it's not going to be very pleasant this time around. So people really do need to start to prepare, but to start to change the mindset to, or to advance the mindset or enhance the mindset that everything is not always as it seems and everything is not foolproof that you have to have other skills and you have to, you know, know some things outside of technology in order to really be able to do well in this life. Yeah. There's a whole 1890s land grant that the HBCUs have that's just based on agriculture. I know you were talking to that about me, um, talking with me about that briefly yep. before, so. And I believe it's up till age 25, they may extend it. So I feel that, you know, people within that age range go back to school for agriculture or take a class or two or do something because you have to know something outside of the cell phone and the gadgets. You really have to learn something outside of that in order to survive. Agreed. And learning, learning should just be life. I feel like if you stop learning, then you're not really living. So, yeah. All right. So what I definitely got from you um, in our conversation and the steps um, that you think one should take is definitely learn. Number one, we just need to learn and we need to actually, once we learn it, apply it. I think that's, that action step is very important, but yeah. also um, us learning how to be survivors. No, I wouldn't say, I would say a lot of people in my generation are, but I would say that there's also a few that aren't, um, as the elders would say, um, you know, they, they lose their phone, they wouldn't know how to get home, you know, if they could be around the exactly. corner. So I definitely do hear you with that. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I actually have like guest questions. So I do want to ask you a few before we close out, but let me know if you have anything else about getting your house in order that you would like to drop for us. Um, seek God first. <laughs> That's major. I think your spiritual being helps a lot with your mental, your physical, and your emotional, um, fine coping skills so that you keep your mental straight healthy ones yes i learned that healthy i can cope but it could be yep it could go in two different ways <laughs> yes so, so healthy yes so and <laughs> that's my my latest model is that i pray god mm -hmm. for wealthy health and healthy wealth health wait wealthy that's a tongue twister wealthy health <laughs> and healthy wealth that's it yes. yep. okay so I would say seek God first and pray for and create wealthy health. Or maybe I should, so that it's not such a tongue twister. <laughs> wealthy health and wellness and healthy wealth. Okay, and wealth doesn't always mean money. Mm -hmm. Because money doesn't really matter. You're not going to be buried nor cremated with it. Wealth means the quality of life that you live. Yeah. And everyone's quality is different, I would say. 
Um, mm -hmm. I know earlier in our conversation, you brought up um, someone buying the Mercedes over the Toyota. And I definitely, I think I do lean more towards that way. But I have another friend who, who kind of is on the opposite end of that. And, you know, through conversation, even another family member who unfortunately was getting sick, um, she was like, you, if you have the means to do it right now, she was like, live life now because you never know when you're going to go. She was like, this, mm -hmm. like, so it's like, I do agree that, you know, if you can't pay your regular bills, you have no business buying a luxury car. That's my personal beliefs. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I'm realizing that if you are blessed with a good job, you are young, you don't have these debts and things. And if you can afford a luxury car, go get it because you never know when your last is. So if that makes that person happy and they're like, wow, I can't believe I have it. I think that that it's honestly, I think it's encouraging. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that it it's, it's something that it brings them joy, you know? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? I'm so sorry, yeah. No problem, I'm still here. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. As long as it's debt-free right now, I don't mind. But if it's causing debt, then it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I-, I Whatever that's gonna create any form of debt, then we shouldn't do it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Don't owe anyone. No one wants to, to leave this earth owing someone else. Yeah. So, and I feel like this, we may have to separate this podcast into two, but like, what do you feel about school then? Or are you saying that school's important? Because like, I feel like it's one of those things, like we all, I mean, not all of us, unfortunately, I was one of the victims to having student loan debt. But like, you said if it equals debt, you shouldn't do it. So, I mean, there's a lot of kids not going to school now. What, how do you feel about getting, you know, higher education? Oh, I feel that you have to learn, 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 learn. I don't care if you, um, so that is okay, smart, if you're street smart. No, I don't think student loan debt is smart either because there's <laughs> far too many scholarships out here. Even during the pandemic, there are still loads of great foundations that already had loads, millions and billions of dollars to give away to students. Mm -hmm. um, I just read, even there's a school in Germany, um, I forget the university, they're giving away three scholarships, I believe they said 1,500 euros or something like that for kids to write an essay on doing nothing. They're gonna try to change the title of the essay. <laughs> On, the, on doing nothing. Like if you're not one of those kids that are big into leadership and you're in all the activities and this and that, they want you to write an essay about what you're doing and doing nothing. Wow. That's... These scholarships for one green eye, one blue eye. <laughs> My daughter received the scholarship for being over 5'9 at the age of 16. So wow. you have to be willing to do the work. Yes. Mm. Sweat equity yeah, is very important in any and everything that you do. That terminology for me applies to everything. If you want it, there's a then way. You work for it. There's a way. Go and get it. I have a parent who is in a Phi Theta Kappa honor society, such as myself, going to school for free. 
because I sent her all the scholarship links and guess what she did? She did the work and then she called me. I was so excited and know what to do with myself. Miss Nadia, she sounded just like one of the students. I got all the scholarships, to, but she had to put in the work and she was, it was crunch time for her. Mm. But she put in the work and literally I think it was $590 left for books or something like that. And she, they did some kind of virtual online uh, scholarship um, ceremony, whatever. And just because of her gratefulness, somebody just bought the books for her. Wow. It can happen. And then, I'm I a think testimony. That's more My child is 21. That's more, yeah. It's when, when you put it work. Mm-hmm. And no debt. Mm. Because I told her in sixth grade, I don't have it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I'm sorry that somebody called. Um, you're brilliant. You can put in the work and get it. And now she's 21 with three degrees and no debt. And she's going for her master's program. Hello? Sorry, we have some audio issues. Can you hear me? Yeah, you just went out a little bit. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. So it can happen. So I believe you can go to school. I mean, if if you're not willing to do the work, then that debt is on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely definitely something that um, is being pushed to the forefront for me is definitely putting in that work. And it's it's not like I, I ever lacked it, but I noticed that when you, when you do that upfront work, there's nothing that will fail if you put in the work and if you have faith and you believe and, um, mm-hmm. you know, do what you need to do and you're willing to pivot and all those things. But like, all you have to do is put in the work. And I think that that's the thing that's stopping so many of us from success and reaching all of our goals and what we want out of life is just that effort piece. I yep. making the so effort, I pushing the effort. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people's mindset is that way. Why do you think that I should do the work for you and you should reap the reward? Yeah. You I, reap I what you just, sow. Yeah. You literally you reap what you sow. And every single mm. thing you do, you reap what you sow. Mm. Yeah. So look, guys, I hope y'all learn to go harder, okay? <laughs> After our conversation with Nadia today. I hope y'all know that you know, you need to go harder, but you know, as I preach on this podcast is definitely being gentle with yourself. Cause I know these times are, are definitely trying on all of us. So don't ap- apply too much pressure, but I think applying pressure and going for whatever, you know, you feel like is destined for you. Just, just do it. You know, you never know what could come out of it. And you have to speak life into yourself. Maybe don't call it pressure. Maybe say, you know, let me just push a little harder. Or, you know, let me get up and motivate and try a different strategy. Sometimes it's about your approach mm-hmm. and how you approach things. So if you approach it negatively, then negative results. If you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do three scholarship applications today. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do two tomorrow. And maybe I take a break on Saturday. Trust me, the work will get done. Mm, okay. So balancing it out, like spreading it out. it out. Yep. Yeah. Because you, if, if, if you feel pressured and if you feel taxed, then of course you're not going to put your best effort. So then, you know, know mm-hmm. yourself, know who you are. So if you know that you, you produce better, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, then get up at six o'clock in the morning and produce. You're the person who's going to benefit. You reap the reward. That's true. 
That's if you work better at midnight, well, get it done at midnight. If you need snacks like Auntie Nadia, <laughs> I need a snack and a nap sometimes. That's how I make it. That success is about rest. I need to rest in between making it happen. I got a nap and I have to have a snack. Yeah. Yeah. And also knowing that I think that we do need to know ourselves, know what works with us, but also we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. There's some nights, like, I, I think that I, and I'm just, you know, as I do this podcast, I feel like sometimes I'm just preaching back to myself is like, there's sometimes like, okay, I may be a morning person, but if I have to go to work that day and I have to do it, you know, at seven or eight, or I have to jump on this call, does that mean I don't do it because I know that's not my, my hour of most productivity? No, that means that you, I have to be uncomfortable and still get it done because I set that goal for the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, everything's not going to be on you know, Raynell's time per se. It, life doesn't work like that. My mom gave me a, <laughs> a rude awakening last week. It, she said, right, it does not work like that. You have to be able and know that things aren't going to go the way that you want it to go all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. And okay, so let's close out. Um, this shouldn't take too long. It's going to be like a rapid fire. I have three questions for you. And number one is, do you have a definition for success? And if so, how do you define success? I feel that success is literally being blessed with the privilege of life and given the opportunity to do better on a daily. Um, Getting any task or any reach any goal um, that you put forth for yourself, whether it be big or small. Success is, is it's within the person. We all define it differently. We all, you know, I may think braiding my hair for the week is a success is where somebody would say, you know, that that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So I think in each person it's, it's defined differently. I, I don't feel that success is like, you know, a big house or, I feel success is waking up, thanking God for life, loving on my family, um, and reaching the goals that I set for myself. I like that. And I would totally, totally um, agree with that for sure. Don't let anybody else define it for you, basically. Mm -hmm. You have to know it for yourself. Yeah, for yourself. You know, someone that's struggling with depression or even, you know, if I'm in one of my moods and and success for me, maybe getting up and just writing down a podcast outline or it may be, you know, going, you know, reconciling my bills for that month. That, that may, that's, that's a success in that moment for me, you know? So whatever success is for you, you define it, you accept it and you, and you praise yourself for it once you get it, you know? Yep. Um, that's your reward. So success is reaping what you sow. Basically, whatever your reward is, whatever you decided you were going to work hard to do and it got done, that's a success. Agreed. So how do you celebrate the small wins? Um, with prayer and 
rest sometimes is oh, a you don't take yourself out to eat see i that's how i say i give me a nice big no sometimes i cook up something okay. sometimes i do go out to eat sometimes it's about uh going out to dance i love to dance it could be dancing in a house um as of lately when i set something and i achieve it a lot of the times because we have to put in you know work you have to make grand effort i've learned that rest is key that rest is very healthy so Are sometimes it's just about that seven to eight hours of sleep every night no i don't but as long as well it may not see i take naps during the course <laughs> of the day <laughs> So you get your eight hours in. You yeah, try I get my eight hours, okay. however okay. it may come. Yes. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. I, and you have to, I can't say schedule. I'm good with time management. I'm good with organizing. However, sometimes, you know, life can do whatever. You, you know, you, you have one plan. God may have a different plan. So you just, you know, go through the course of the day and you work it out. But I've learned now to literally stop myself and just rest and rest could mean just laying there for 20 minutes with peace and quiet yeah. rest can mean taking that extra 10 minutes in the shower rest could mean taking a nap resting the mind and the thoughts yep yeah yeah that's that's true um i started incorporating some meditation in my mornings so i'm really grateful and i've been enjoying that um so yeah I, i'm definitely definitely team rest get your rest in <laughs> yes and lastly i have um which i'm very curious to see what your answer is this question is what are the three tips slash gems Jim's auntie means like, you know, I don't know if you know what it means. It means like something like special that you want us to walk away with, you know, advice, right? Um, you would tell your younger self um, to bring slash half with you in your current journey in your life phase. So looking back at like where, mm -hmm. you, where you're at right now, what would you tell your younger self I get once again, you know, with getting your house in order, what would you tell your younger self you wish you had right now, if you don't, and if you do have it, you know, share with us in your current life journey, your current life phase that you're currently in? Mm, mm, That's a good one. I don't know, because I've been an old soul for all my life since I was 16. I had a very, very big revelation epiphany when I was 16. And so, um, so you think that what that epiphany that you had at 16, you think that you still live that creed out like you still. Oh, yeah. You to, okay. So Okay, so um, what was it? If well, if you don't mind, like, what is three things that you took away from it that you currently have? If it wasn't for whatever you encountered at sixteen, um, always have respect with the utmost integrity for God, yourself, and your family. Mm -hmm. Always be, always lead determination, discipline, and diligence. 
Um, and I never, f- I don't like the word strive. Why? Because it always makes it seem as if you're, you're, um, when people are striving, it always seems as if you, there's a struggle. Life is not beautiful unless there's challenges. Hmm. There's no such thing as perfect. So life is not beautiful unless there's challenges. So yes, there's always going to be something, but with that something, do you lose yourself? No, you don't. You just take that challenge and you keep thriving. Cause I feel that life is absolutely wonderful. It's, it's a very precious delicate thing but it's not complicated unless you make it that way so i'm always thriving and i don't look to complicate life it's very simple we tend as human beings to complicate life god gave it to us simple it definitely is simple hey leah that's my niece um so you really just keep thriving don't complicate it we get too much in our heads. We create something else. It's not, it, it's a bit much. So since 16, I've decided never to complicate my life. I thrive. I don't feel like. And you're saying you've never complicated it since you were 16 years old. You're saying you never 16. had issues with, cha- like challenges with you. You have challenges, but complicating it is a different situation. Making it more than what it has to be is a different situation. Oh. And I'll give example. I had a car accident. Mm-hmm. I could have I could have medicated myself and made the physical disability this whole horrible thing. I could have chose to be depressed. I could have chose to let it defeat me and decided that, you know, oh, because I have migraines or because I have paralytic episodes that life is over. It's it's so devastating. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I chose not to do that. I travel, I do whatever it is that I want to do. Disability and all, migraine headaches, paralytic episodes, all kinds of stuff that I've experienced health-wise. I don't let that defeat me. Yeah. I don't let it get me down. I'm not going to make it complicated. It kind of even reminds me of um, Chadwick, who many of us didn't even know he was struggling exactly. for four years. And it's like, for me like it's sad of course to see him go but like more than anything I'm like wow like that was it it was motivation he survived he excelled yeah he did not let it defeat him he had his goals he wanted to be an actor he wanted to be good at what he did he wanted it to seem seamless and flawless and that's exactly what he did if I don't tell you I have a physical disability no one knows Mm -hmm. I don't cry on people's shoulder I'm not trying to you know have people feeling sorry for me and all this no Mm -hmm. I'll give you a better example my mom died on a Tuesday in 2018 in December Mm -hmm. she passed away in the rehab and I went right to work no one knew my mother had just passed away yes I left the rehab when my mother passed went to work same bright bubbly person that I was I went home my girlfriends came over I had the closet cleaned out the first day I didn't go into any depression. Death is a part of life. I was there for her until her last breath. 
It's about the way you choose to live this life. Mm-hmm. She been sick for years. Why would I? And especially now with this pandemic, the other day somebody said, oh, are you feeling bad that your mom's gone? No, I'm very happy that my mother is rest in peace because she doesn't have to go through this, especially with all her health conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, we complicated. I could have said, oh, well, it's me. My mother passed away. Yes, my mother is supposed to pass away before me. I'm the child. I'm supposed to pass away before Ife. She's the child. I don't want to bury my kids, you know? So there's just things you choose. You choose to complicate it. It doesn't have to be complicated. We've all, we all have a story. We've all had not so great things happen to us, and we either going to let it lead us and define us or not. And that's what I mean by don't complicate it. And I have one question before we, you know, close out and you could share your information if, if anyone wants to connect with you. Um, how do you feel about, yes, we all have life happening to us and how we deal with it is different. And I think that my generation, I, I kind of don't, I have that I don't give a start, woohoo, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. sometimes, but like, what about people that are, you know, your circle or whatever. And it's like, you're trying to navigate through your feelings and trying to navigate through your things and you need your space. But some people feel like they're entire entitled to your time. How do you feel about those things where I don't want, you don't want people to feel bad for you, but you also don't feel like you need to be in the group chat right now. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Or participate? Well, you know, (laughs) how do you, I, you know I, how I Auntie Nadia does. We kind of, <laughs> you know, you're like a, a mini version of me. I don't care. And, and you because so everybody needs their peace and solace, and however you find that in order to be a healthier you, which means that you being a healthier you benefits them, then they can't complain. And I'm just very straightforward with it. I don't have time for whipped cream and cherries because that's not what life is. Life is not going to put a whipped cream and a cherry on it for you. Listen, I need to take a break. I just closed the group, the group text down. You saw what I did. We had a group, we had a group text. What's that, Ati? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I shut it down. I just, I, I deleted everybody and I deleted the group. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. I have been given fair warning. I have been given fair warning before that. And see, the other thing is that I communicate with purpose. I don't communicate so that you don't text me back. That's not communications. Yeah. I feel like if we're for each other, then we're responding to each other because we are purposefully or intentionally trying to build each other up or uplift each other. Mm-hmm. How we, how I'm the only person sending out the prayer, sending out the prayer, sending out the text. What kind of nonsense is that? No. So then if you're not responding, it don't matter whether I'm in the text or not, or if the group is there or not. Yeah. You see people who think the rules that they're exempt. No, no one's exempt. The rules apply straight across the board. Don't ask me for what you can't give. You want me to respect you. You want me to regard you. You want me to care for you. You want me to share with you. You want me to look out for you. You want me to be there, be there, be there for you. But what's the reciprocal? Yeah. So when I say I'm shutting it down, don't have an attitude. When you shut it down, I don't have an attitude. Yeah. I give you I, your I space. I be respecting people, but like I, I ran into that issue a few weeks ago because I just needed some time. Myself. And so I was like, well, you're going to talk to me now. And I said, Excuse me. Uh, 
That's what you do. Click, hang up the phone. I was just like, you know, some people are like, you could be harsh right now. And I'm just like, honestly, for my mental, ain't nothing going to be harsh if I'm getting myself together. It's only so I don't have to curse you out. <laughs> and we don't got to get nothing deep, you know? So, like, I need this space. Um, and I feel that once you share that with someone, because people don't like the truth, but once you tell someone the truth, then it shouldn't be a problem. Like, yeah. you know, they can. I feel like it. me saying, us simply saying, hey, um, I just need some time right now. I'll get back to you. That should be enough. I I don't like it when people constantly are like, oh, what, what's going on? This, that, the third, because my problems aren't your problems. You understand? But if I say I need my space, just know I'm solving my problems. You know? Um, right. it, it, it has nothing to do with me. I, I, I don't want to go to death. You know, just like, you know, Chadwick, he went and he handled his handle. And it's like, if, if, if certain things don't serve me on the level that, you know, is of importance to me. I don't need to be involved in that right now at this very moment. <laughs> it can wait. It's on the back burner. You know. I just feel like respect is 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 right now. It's very thin. Like I keep telling you, it's not complicated. It's about respect and regard because when they need their time, they don't even ask. They just take their time. So if I'm respectful enough to say, "Listen, I have some things going on. I'm taking a second. I'm shutting it down. I'm going on hiatus." then you really shouldn't have any issues with me because respectfully, I did consider everybody. I considered your feelings. I considered my feelings. And so I know that maybe you feel a way if I'm not at your disposal, because we as human beings really don't treat each other very well, that you're going to feel a way. Well, I'm letting you know that I can no longer be at your disposal at this time because I have to take care of myself. I cannot help you if I cannot help myself. So I have to deal with me first. Yeah, goes back to what we were saying earlier. Yep. So I and I and I and I think what I really wanted to talk about that in this, you know, taking care of yourself is because with all that's going, all this craziness is more than anything. I've been finding ways, and I see the importance of me taking care of myself. Yep. Whatever that might be. Yep. yep. Whatever that might be. You know, there's some days I. I don't watch TV like that. Um, and I have watched TV more, which probably like a lot of people in this pandemic than ever. And it's some days where I'm just like, I just want to sit here, do a facial, watch some Married at First Sight and, you know, just do nothing. I don't want to respond to text. I don't want to do any, I don't want to socialize. I just want to be in Raynell's peace and quiet. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I learned that that's okay. Yes, it um, is. I, I don't have to please everyone if i might if it just doesn't it doesn't have to work like that now once again what? you pay the phone bill don't you <laughs> you pay your phone bill nobody else don't pay the phone bill so they don't get a say yeah they don't get a say they don't pay the bill they don't get a say and whatever that might look for you know the listeners is it's definitely finding your balance finding your found getting your foundation right and then you're able to flow easy. You're able to love more free, freely. You're able to give effortlessly. Um, so I think it, it's very, very important for us to just sometimes sit down and just care for yourself. Mm -hmm. Just make a routine. Because, um, you know, it's only going to be for the greater good for everyone. And those who are really for you, that's why they always say you choose your friends. 
those who are really for you, trust me, when you take your hiatus, they won't have a problem with it. They'll encourage it. They may all say, well, yes, let's all hiatus for this, this month or this whatever. And it won't be a problem. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with that. Those who are for you will respect it right now. They'll even encourage it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I'm just, once again, thankful for you. I'm thankful for all my other friends and um, that's definitely in this journey because we're all going through it and that do understand and that do want to just be a better person for themselves and others. So um, just thank you for everything that you provided us today. Um, Auntie, and before we close out, how can the people stay in touch with you? Where can they find you? I don't know, LinkedIn. I don't know if you have a Facebook. I don't know, but share your information, your email, whatever you want to share. Um, and if someone reached out, just know it's probably from the podcast. Okay. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really know what my names are on a Twitter or Instagram <laughs> or Instagram or Facebook, even though I have them all. So I will, I'll leave an email address because okay. that's, that's just best at this time. T is in Tom, I is in Igloo, S is in Sam, C is in Cat, U is in Umbrella, R is in Robert, Tiscar, T-I-S-C-U-R at gmail.com. All righty. Well, that sounds good. Thank you so much once again for being my first guest. It was lovely as always talking to you. And I hope the listeners definitely got something from today's pod. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Everybody be blessed. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. Don't forget to connect with me on social at Journey to 7 Podcasts on Instagram. You can also send your questions, suggestions, and some love to my email address. And that is at Journey to 7 Podcasts at gmail.com. Once again, that is Journey to 7 Podcasts at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Please like, share, and subscribe. And I'll catch you guys on the next journey, all right? Bye.